Welcome back to the Fried Egg Podcast. Today's episode is powered by TD Ameritrade. Every stroke counts on the scorecard and every penny counts in the market. That's why TD Ameritrade is committed to straightforward pricing with no surprises, so you're free to swing with confidence. Visit tdameritrade.com slash fried egg. Member SIPC. Welcome back to part two of our podcast with Ryan French from Monday Q. Uh, if you missed part one, be sure to check it out. We we dive in a little into Ryan's story and how he got started with the Twitter account and website, uh, Monday Qualifier Info. Uh, in part two, we take a deep dive into some of the lesser known qualifiers for the U.S. Open, which is up next week. It's crazy how fast it came. This new schedule has uh, kind of got major after major. So, yeah, it's U.S. Open essentially week starting uh, this weekend as we uh, get ready for the season's third major championship. You'll learn about some of the guys that hopefully one or two of them make a run uh, this weekend. So thanks for Ryan to Ryan again, and enjoy part two of our conversation. I miss a green, for example. I'm already upset. When I find my ball in the bunker, I'm really upset. And when I find my ball in a fried egg. Fried egg. The dreaded fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg lie. I'm about ready to run off the golf course. What a, what what's the sentiment? I I think this is like one of the most ridiculous things, and this is probably a good transition into talking about you know U.S. Open players and sectionals that just happened. But what's the pulse on like the fact that the Web.com event, uh, Web.com scheduled again last year they didn't have one, but the year before they had one schedule an opposite event of the U.S. Open, like the 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 national open that open where anybody can win and web.com players are now being forced to choose. Like, do I sacrifice a week on the web.com tour to play in, in the U S open or do, and it's really two weeks cause you're playing a 36 holes on Monday. It's not really a yep. way to prepare for a, uh, you know, web.com event, but sacrificing, you know, web tour card, you know, potential PGA tour card versus playing in a major championship. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, it's very unfortunate, especially because it's the only way to the PGA tour and every start is so valuable. Um, you know, I talked to Brian Ritchie on the, on the, um, on the range at the Chicago event. And he's like, he's played, I think this week will be a seventh in a row, but he's like, Hey, I'm whatever he is. 90th on the money list. He's like, I can't, you know, I had a 20, he had like a top 20 the week before. He's like, I can't take a week off right now. I got to play. So you, you make guys choose, you know, Canadian guys this, this week, you know, a lot of guys go up there and play. They're missing on a, on a week again. So now you're looking at missing two weeks, possibly you get through at sectionals and you're a Canadian, you're missing two weeks and it's your only way to the tour. And 
and like, yeah, you finish top 15 in the U.S. Open. It doesn't do anything for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You saw like Andrew Landry that happened to a couple years ago. Exactly. I mean, outside of a top 10, and the top 10 doesn't really mean much. It Now, it could get you into the web playoffs or whatever, but you're already a web member. Like, It's almost impossible to go the route of Monday qualifying with no status and get to the PGA Tour. Besides money, it like good money, a top 15 at the U.S. Open is – a guy who is 50th on the web.com tour, his 15th at the web event is way more valuable to him than a 15th outside of monetary than a 15th at the U.S. Open. I wrote an article about this at, after Aaron Hills, but so Jack McGuire. Yep. So Jack McGuire, was, he was a standout at Florida State. He was playing on the web tour that year. He was one of, I think, 15 players that played the U.S. Open from the web tour. Yep. Okay, so... He was the low web tour player mm-hmm. that that week at the U.S. Open. I think he finished like T27. Yep. And he ends up on the season finishing 82nd yep. on the money list. So top 75 get into web tour finals and have a legit shot at their PGA Tour card. Yep. So he finishes 82nd. And I, you know, I, I made the argument like, you know, if he finishes, if he's the low guy of the f- 15 guys, if you extrapolate that out to a web field, yep. that's a top 10 finish yep. in a web event. And he literally could be on the PGA Tour. Yeah. Because he has four good weeks. I mean, Max Homa is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Like, he had a terrible season in four good weeks. Uh, terrible is too strong of a word. He didn't have a very good season, snuck in the playoffs. So that week, you know, potentially cost Jack McGuire uh a PGA Tour card, hypothetically. And we see it with, like, Doug Gims played really well yep. in a couple of PGA Tour events, yep. but he didn't play the webs those weeks. Yep. And, like, so do you think there should be some way for them to share yeah, some I mean, sort of points? Yeah, it, it's got to be some sort of points. If you're going to play events, I mean, how is it that you, you know, Ryan Yip or uh, anybody, uh, any of the Canadians that are playing this week, like, if he finishes 15th, he just beat a way stronger field than he would have down at a web event. So there has to be some sort of points. Now, obviously, you have to limit it so people just don't go play PGA Tour events. But, like, Canadians are not going to give up or guys are not going to give up a chance to play in the U.S. Open or the their Canadian Open. national Open. Yeah, it's their national Open. Like, Ryan can't turn down a chance to go play in his national Open for a million dollars. Like, the, he just can't do it. So there has to be some sort of reward for doing that and making the cut. Especially since they're run by the same organization. Exactly. And the goal Except is to get US guys... Except the U.S. Open's USGA, but, like, you know, you're getting... Fe- they're getting FedEx Cup exactly. points. Like, how are exactly. you not getting web points? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it it is... It, you can't ask guys to go play in a 36-hole qualifier, get through, make the cut, and then besides monetary, there's no reward for it. Zero. Like none. It's crazy. It's actually a penalty because the guys who didn't get through are at a web event all moving ahead of you. It, it kind of like illuminates like the, the struggle of like the, it, you know, the, the, the guy that the grinder is yeah. like no coverage, but then also the system does no benefits whatsoever. Yeah. My, monetarily or, you know, the, the system itself, you know, Kyle Thompson, who I interviewed, who's retired and or playing this, semi-retired mostly retired it is like you know i finished uh 50th on the money list i'd walk into a 7-eleven i knew the cashier was making more money than i was like you know he's like i had a family of three steve wheatcroft i just interviewed and he's 
I think he just okay to say, but he's looking for a job currently. Like he said, if I found a good job, I would leave. He said, I'm at that time they had played four or five events. He was like 50th on the money list. And he's said, Ryan, I'm 27. After my bills are paid, I was about $25,000 in the hole for the year. He's like, what job? He's like, I'm. And you're one of the 500 best yes. players. In he's the like, world. I'm one of the, right. I'm like one of the five, 500 best. And my job has cost me $25,000 this year. It's, it's an interesting paradigm though. Cause part of me, like on the flip side thinks that Tiger Woods might be the most underpaid athlete oh, in all of the world. 100%. Like you look at the, the dichotomy of like LeBron James makes $40 million a year. Yes. And this is like, you know, a cap, but like veteran minimum in the NBA is less than a million. Right. So like it, it, Tiger Woods on course earnings are, is going to be say $6 million this year. Yes. And like the, the middle of the road PGA tour players making two. Yeah. Like that, that's completely out of whack too. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, there's been tons of times that I've looked up a, a PGA tour player or a guy who's like lost his status. And I mean, Brian Davis would be a perfect example. Like, if I said before I knew that Brian Davis had $14 million in PGA Tour earnings, like how much – he has no wins, zero wins. He has a European Tour win, but like how much money has he made? I would have guessed $5 million. I mean, he must, he made $14 million. Like It is the ultimate reward again, the it PGA is. Tour. It and is. I think Roberto Castro said something fascinating on the podcast was like – I had I had I think he's he said something like I think the biggest mistake players make is they they get on tour and they're like I'm gonna play every week yeah because it what happens is it normalizes the fact that you're playing for seven and a half million dollars right every single week yep or seven million dollars every week and like I have to limit my schedule so that that feeling is special because then it you you're you treat it the right way like what an opportunity as opposed to just another week right yeah yeah i mean uh chip mcdaniel got through he's one of the few players that a that a u.s open could actually mean something he's huge right? yeah, i mean huge i mean uh he like just has to make the cut yeah if he makes the cut he has you know he's in web finals you know uh so but of all the other players that don't have met, like this is a it's a great week from the standpoint of you got to you get to play in the US Open but from like a career standpoint it's somewhat meaningless outside of a, a top 10. Chip McDaniel's like one of the best stories of the yeah. year. Yeah, for he's, sure. He's kind of like TJ Vogel was yeah. last year but actually playing well in events. Too. Yeah, exactly. And his backstory, I mean, he tweeted out yesterday. I mean, he grew up on a nine-hole course in a tiny little town in Kentucky. I mean, the fact that he's going to be a PJ Tour or at least a web.com tour uh member next year is is pretty crazy i mean he went to kentucky at a good junior but i mean he grew up in a tiny little town i mean he calls it the, the course he grew up on hick pebble and like i mean he grew up in a tiny little town in, what town i i don't it's in king county i don't know what the town is but like perry it, maxwell grew up in a tiny town oh really there's a, there's a nine hole perry maxwell <laughs> yeah, oh really yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, so I piqued my interest. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about uh, so Chip McDaniel. Yeah, he's, he's a guy. He got through sectionals. Like, yes. What are uh, what are some other guys that are are Monday Q sensations? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That we can watch. Uh, sure, sure. Up, uh, up at uh, at Pebble. So I mean, a local guy from Chicago, Andy Pope. I mean, Andy's been at it for a long time. He turned pro in 2006. I've heard. Did you know that like he made a living or helped? 
make made a living at Golden Tea. Do you know that? No. Yeah, so my buddy, my one of my good college buddies, yes, uh, played as was number two on Glenbard West. Okay, Hope. okay, so like same age. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's from Glen Allen, obviously, but uh, I heard. So I posted about Andy. You retweeted it, and a bunch of guys sent me some things about Golden Tea. I guess he'd have to confirm it, but he was like top five in the world on golden tea and like help sup, uh, like monetize or help support his, his playing career. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's, like, it's a pretty crazy story, but I mean, he's been at it since like 2006. I mean, he's only, you know, his, uh, five, he only has, uh, five PGA tour starts and four of them are the U S open. I mean, he's, this will be his sixth PGA tour start and four of them are U S opens. I mean, he's qualified, he's sectional qualified in four of the last five years. It's, Pretty crazy. He so he's been a pro for two thousand since two thousand six. Been to Q school twelve times. Where's he playing right now? Uh, I mean, he doesn't play. You know, he plays Florida Florida mini tours. Yeah. yeah I mean, he plays a lot of West Florida golf tour, um, minor league tour, uh, yeah, Florida last, elite tour, those kind of places. Last time I saw something about Andy Pope was some random golf channel guy was posting about. <laughs> their club championship in Orlando oh, and playing. Andy Pope won. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Andy Pope? <laughs> yeah. So he's Monday. I think he Monday qualified into one web event this year. But yeah, I mean, he's playing like small mini tour events. I think that's so. like a perfect example of like the financial like yes. realities. It's yes. Like this guy probably knows like if he doesn't, if he doesn't play around him he's just going to hemorrhage cash yes i mean that because the mini tours are so small now there's no reason to travel i mean the hooters tour you know a winning check was 40 grand so people would come but now mini tours are so fractured no one gets more than you know 30 40 yeah yeah you get like three (laughs) three grand like you're not you might as well just stay at home and and play small tours yeah, that's the thing. Is like the Canadian tour is so expensive. The yeah, Latin American tour is so expensive to play. Yeah, I mean you're only playing for spots up there. You're definitely like burning through cash. Even the Web tour. Yeah, I mean, you, for sure. I mean, I stayed at Ryan's house, and this was Ryan Yip's house, and I mean, you know, he's like, I'm not making any money. He was struggling to, like. St- stay afloat i mean kyle thompson ed lore you know i mean ed lore's like won some events in in asia he's like i burned through that cash a long time ago he's like that's long gone so i mean there's only one place to really play mm-hmm. that, uh two european tour, yeah two. sorry yeah yeah um yeah. so what uh who else? So uh, Chip McDaniel, uh eric dietrich is a good story eric uh got through at washington he won by four uh he played the McKinsey Tour the last three. This will be his third year. I mean, last year he made two of ten cuts. His best finish was a T forty seven. He made fourteen hundred thirty four dollars and fifty cents last year on the McKinsey Tour. So he was probably in the hole about twenty grand, twenty five grand, and then he went to a minor league tour event at the end of last year and shot eighty eight. I posted about it. I mean, he had two nines and a ten, shot eighty eight. Got then at the beginning of 2019, got through McKinsey Tour School or Q School again for the third time, made the first cut, and then shot 67 65 or something like that yesterday. 
And again, I think that just speaks to the talent that is out there. Like this is a guy obviously went through some struggles, but like he has done nothing as a professional and wins a a sectional pretty easily and is going to play in the in the US Open. I mean, the guy shot 11 under 1 by 4 and winning by 4 is the thing. Like yeah. it's not just 11. He right, 11 four. under doesn't mean much except when the be- the next best score is seven under. That's I was I I I think this Cam Young kid yeah. from Wake Forest yeah. would be a really good player. Yeah. And I saw he was the only guy under par at his sectional. Yeah. He shot four under, and I was like, that's another reason I like. And he was kind of he's like a little bit under the radar college yeah. stud, but like it's yeah. like another reason to like him. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of people know Nate Ashley's story. Um. Uh, I mean, Nate Lashley story. I mean, his parents and girlfriend were killed in a in a car crash. He got through, so you know that's a great story. He was like prolific on the Latin American. Tour. Yes, yes, he had a pretty outstanding. Uh, and then uh, speaking of of PJ Tour, Colum Terran is a uh, got a kid from England, and you don't hear much about China, but his China season last year was one of the most remarkable mini tour. I mean, he won the Order of Merit without winning. So he had uh, he made fourteen of fourteen cuts. I think his worst finish of the year was T twenty nine. I think he had twelve top twelve top twenty fives, nine top tens, ten top tens, something like that. I mean, he won the Order of Merit over Charlie Saxon, and Charlie Sa- Charlie had made every cut and had two wins, and he still didn't win the win the money. So uh, he got through. He shot he shot fourteen under with two doubles. So. I mean, he's had a decent year on the web, but he got through. Uh, another guy, another guy, uh, Guillermo Piera, uh, is from Chile and has really struggled in the Latin American tour until this year. He's had, he's made every cut and has had like uh, six top tens in eight events. He got through. Uh, I mean, you know, Rob, Roberto Castro got through. Um, Connor Arundel is a is a good story. He went over to Europe and really struggled. He's only had twenty eight um, web starts and made eight cuts over here. He has one of the he uh, got into nine playoffs over a two year span on the web Mondays and didn't make one. Oh my god! Yes, I think it was nine or eight. Uh, I mean, he would shoot you know sixty five, sixty six, get into a playoff and lose in a playoff. It was like. Eight or nine over a two-year span. So that he's had like the worst bad beats. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's pretty bad. There's not. It doesn't get much worse than that. I mean, at least if you just go shoot seventy-two, you, you know you can. Yeah. You can go just home. Didn't play good that yeah, day. Yeah. Right. Just like up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> didn't have it today. Right. Like I mean, he was six strokes away from having, assuming he plays well in the th- in the event, like web status. Uh, I mean. So he got through um uh TK Kelly unfortunately oh, yeah. yeah yeah I I mean he tweeted about it uh doubled the last and then and then bogeyed the I saw Garber play the last 4 4 over yeah in his place to, he was I think one shot out yeah uh, I mean TK is first alternate so should he has he a chance to get tough, in. He had tough where he I think he finished 6th on the Latin American tour yeah. money list 2 yeah. years ago and it's like he he only got one start on the web. Yeah. Like you finish you play on a tour all year long yeah. and this is one of the toughest I mean, things about it is like he finished 6 on the money list 
played great. He, I mean, you know, he's you know a couple thousand dollars yep. less than, and, and he's got yeah. barely any status. I mean, that's why they're changing it next year, is because I mean, like Charlie Saxon is a perfect example. I talked to Charlie at the at the Chicago event. Had he not played well at the beginning of the year, he could have had no status on the web.com, and he had two wins and made 14 of 14 cuts in China. I mean, he's an all-time money leader, all-time wins leader, and he literally, if he didn't play well at the beginning of the season, would have had virtually no status. I mean, the PGA Tour has to change. had to change that. You can't expect guys to go play, invest all that money to go play a full season, finish in the top five, and then not give them status based on that. I mean – that's insane. It's in placing instead more importance of on three events that are played over exactly. a six week eight week period. Exactly. Time. I mean, uh Michael Budicavelli is a you know, has been like really good to the account. He won uh he won the uh season ending Latin American uh the tour championship, championship yeah. and fin end up finishing third on the money list. But his status stunk. He said, in hindsight, I would have skipped the tour championship, rested, and gone to final stage. because yeah, it's a week before. Because it's a week before. He's like, I would have just rested and played well at final stage, and my status would have been way better than it is now. He's like, I burned myself out, didn't play well, didn't play well at final stage, so didn't improve my status any, and I'm like behind a ton of guys, hardly getting in at any events. And that's a, that's the uh, and I, I think that's the same thing that happens to like to me, the guy that finishes second on the web money list, yeah, or like third, right? Like that's way more impressive to me yes. than finishing ninetieth on the PGA Tour money list. Yeah, but they go in and like if you don't play well, you're you're in uh, over eight weeks, you're SOL. Yes, like the system rewards mediocrity on the PGA Tour, which to me is is going to be very detrimental in the long term because of the way the game's changing where the young the young play, they these guys they the tour I don't think there's as many 20 there's no there's not as many 20 year superstars anymore right. because of of what's happened with technology golf we did a podcast with an economist that it's like we're in this transition period where youth is going to be mm -hmm. you know and uh I think like from the tour standpoint they need a, a massive overhaul because of like some of the best players in the world aren't playing. Yes. And like Scotty Scheffler is a perfect example mm -hmm. right now. How could you not say he's one of the hundred best players right. in the United States right now? Yeah. And if he doesn't play, assuming he doesn't win the money title on the web.com, if he doesn't play well the first, you know, in the fall or whatever, he literally could miss a ton of starts. Yeah. And his card is gone almost instantaneously, assuming uh, he doesn't have a great finish in the middle of the year. And that's what this new schedule to me is illuminated with the PGA Tour. Is right. like, so we go from the PGA, which yep. is a major nobody's getting into. Right. We go to Colonial, which is a limited 122 yep. person field, and they're giving exemptions to to Drew Love and Tucker Watkins, guys with no status. Right. On, you know, Drew's got conditional status on Canada. Tucker Watkins might be playing. It might not actually be playing professional right. golf. I think he's working. <laughs> right. And then and then you go from that to Memorial, which is an invite only. It's like some of these guys haven't played in two months. Yeah. I mean, uh, Max Homa is a perfect example of what I think the tour might miss out on. Had he not Monday qualified into the, into the waste management, played well there, then top 10 at 
Genesis, whatever the next week's was. Yeah, I think it was Genesis. He's never winning, and we're missing out on A, a great story, and B, a, a great talent, obviously. And a great personality. Exactly. Like, the talent, the, the there's a lot of guys behind Max Homa that have the same status as Max that didn't play well or didn't Monday qualify in. I mean, he's he was already at the Waste Management, which is a, a, the first third of the season, was already at Monday qualifying status. And had he not done those things in succession and won, we would have never, I mean, obviously a lot of people know about Max, but not to the extent we know about him now because like we didn't get to access. There's a lot of fans who didn't know Max prior to his win and didn't get to see that personality. And there's a lot of guys who don't have status, even though they've top 25 money list on the web last year. It's a, it's an interesting it's a dilemma that golf has because it seems to me like 20 guys are get all the the vacuum it's like the vacuum yeah. and like that that's also like detrimental to the game because like i mean how many nba players can an nba fan rattle off yep hundreds yes like i could rattle off hundreds of nba players yep but like for a average for a regular pga tour fan right like they they only care about twenty people. Yeah, I think you know it was kind of uh, Keith Mitchell was uh, a perfect example. Like they were like, oh, he's a nobody. Like he's had a pretty good career. Yeah. Like like he didn't get through Q school. Went to L- the Latin American Tour. Played really well. Went to the Web. Played pretty well and got in the PGA Tour and won. He's not he a top ten. Like he Mondayed into Valspar. Right. Top ten. Yeah. Like I mean, he's not like. That's a guy who's a really good player who a lot of people saw his succession as that would end up where he's ended up. Like what's amazing, I was looking the other day, his caddy, Crunchy Pete, has more Twitter followers than he does. He's <laughs> yeah. a PGA tour winner. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's I think that the tour the champions tour especially, or like a lot all the tours need to like focus on the story of these guys and how talented they are and the struggle that is their reality because I think it's a human interest story and I think it humanizes these guys more than what people think pro golf is like it's not private jets and caddies that travel with you and those kind of things it's guys who are broke flat broke well I think like that's like the Max Homa thing is a perfect example I think he tweeted out right after he wins he wins 1.2 million dollars yep and he's flying coach. Yep. Af- right after he wins, but like that's a perfect guy that understands. Like, I mean, he played an entire season on the PGA Tour and made nine thousand dollars. And like, you know, the the young guys that make it out there right away, like you see it every like Grayson Murray bought a a Bentley yeah. or Maserati, and like tour players are like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you know, the instant success. They don't have the perspective that Max Homa has, where Max Homa is so much more relatable to an everyday guy because yes. he's gone through a lot of shit. Yep. Yeah, and and I mean, I think from a, a marketing standpoint, people think of golf as an elitist sport, whereas there's, especially in the professional game, such a large majority of players that are definitely not. I mean, I had a guy staying with me in a pony room, so that is like it's not it's not an elitist sport it's guys who are ultra talented who've come from places like ball state or like south florida 
you know, a small universities who are just trying to make a living. And I think it makes them much more relatable on a human level and helps the game. Not, not that you shouldn't market Tiger Woods and all those guys, obviously you could, but there's another large element of the game that's not being covered. I mean that I, I was unbelievably like astonished at Ben Silverman's story and yes. I didn't know anything about Ben Silverman and I, I do a little research and, he didn't start playing golf till he was 17. Yeah. I mean, he, he shot 118. Played at a cooking school. Yeah. Played golf at a cooking university. Yeah. He shot 118 <laughs> as a junior or senior in high school at a at a junior event. I mean, like he's he's a long, a long of long shots. Yeah. He said right after he told, right, you started playing golf, I'm going to play professional golf. <laughs> yeah. Like he started playing at 16. Yeah. Like, I mean, how many people must have told the guy he's crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's the... The guy who I've run into is like, I'm going to play pro golf. I'm like, oh, no, you're not. Yeah. And that's like, so like, you know, the, the ability with golf, I think one of the unique things is like, you see like Zach Johnson played golf at Drake. Yep. You know, Adam Svensson played division two golf. Yeah. Um, ben Silverman played at a cooking school yeah. before he went, transferred to Florida Atlantic. It's like golf. One of the things about golf is like a lot of times the can't miss guy misses and, yep. and you get these obscure guys that like are better stories in a way because they came from nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, I'm always amazed to your point is I'm always amazed every time I look up a player and they're like Barry university or, you know, I mean, I caddied for, uh, I talked to two guys who played at, a, uh, Stephen M and Zach, I can't remember Zach's name, but they played at uh, at a junior college together. Now it's a Indian Hills is a, a very good community college, but the fact that they had to go to a community college in order to go on to a four year school, like that's pretty crazy. I mean, they are like there's so much depth of talent out there that didn't come from the Alabamas, Floridas, those kind of things. I mean, Joe Gunnerman walked on at Townsend State. I mean, it's it's not a golf school. It's a it's just a school to play that happens to have golf. Yeah. So, uh, what's uh, we'll get you out of here with a, a couple of quick hitters. Who's uh, who's your pick for for low low qualifier? You know, non tour, right. non major tour player uh, in in the U.S. Open. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be two guys. I I think. I mean, Colum Terran and. Chip McDaniel. I mean, Chip has played really, really well this year. Uh, he just needs an opportunity, a weekly opportunity to play. But, I mean, he's been in the mix at every Monday if he didn't get through. He played well in Puerto Rico, top five. Made the cut at uh, the Valero. Uh, I mean, Andy has a ton to play for. A made cut means, you know, he has a place to play regardless next year. So, And if he plays really well. He'll have temporary membership, so I'm a, I, I go with him or Colum Taren. I think Colum, you know, had a had a great year last year, having a solid web season. Uh, Nick Hardy could be a guy. Nick Hardy, very good too. He's gonna yeah. be one of the best players without status. Yeah, very very true, and he's played well in Mondays and had some bad luck. Yeah, his third third U.S. Open he's played. Yeah, in. and he made a cut. He made the cut at Chambers. Yeah. So yeah, he's lost I think twice in Mondays for sure playoffs. that I know of. Yeah, playoffs. Like next day playoffs. Yep. One of them was. Yep. That's, that's 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 rough. <laughs> that's that's rough. Bad of a beat as he yeah, got. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, what's uh, what's 
what's the what's the next big thing to look at a look for from the from the monday q's perspective i mean uh we're gonna do some fun stuff i mean hopefully some podcast a podcast get going we're gonna have some like behind the scenes stuff with i'm gonna caddy in an event we might have uh mic'd up things um we're gonna follow some players through the year i mean i think the stories are are always new every week so uh i appreciate you having me on and Look forward to doing some more stuff. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We'll have to do uh, something before like Q School or something. Yeah, we'll do another. Sounds one. good. Uh, people can find you. You're a case of the golf one at a case of the golf one on Twitter. And uh, in no hindsight, pla- in hindsight, had I known this would be this, I would have taken more time to come up with a better handle. But I wouldn't have named my company after a, a, a common food either. That's true. Yeah. So. <laughs> I've made my bed now. It's a, it's already it's brutal. <laughs> the ship has sailed. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, thanks for coming on and uh, excited to have a little more color behind these guys and you. Uh, awesome. So, thanks, man.